Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Let's get rolling with today's episode. So I guess I'll just get into it. (sighs) Sunflower Showdown. Uh, It happened in Manhattan, Kansas, last Saturday night. Kansas State hosting Kansas. And uh, we were hoping for a different outcome this year. I know it's been a long time since Kansas beat Kansas State. Uh, The Wildcats have owned the series of late. But with the resurgence of Kansas football this year, there was optimism surrounding the program. There was optimism surrounding this football game. There was more hype around the Sunflower Showdown this year than there has been in a long time. So I was looking forward to the game. Uh, I actually started watching it a little bit late. Uh, I was out with my family. We got home, turned on the game. See, it's raining cats and dogs. It is absolutely pouring out there in Manhattan, Kansas. It looked like those fans were still having fun, though, out there from both sides. All you Wildcat fans, all you Jayhawk fans having a good time out there at the game. But, yeah, the 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 hype surrounding this game was... I wouldn't say at an all-time high, but it, at a, at least a 15-year high. It's been a long time since the Sunflower Showdown has meant this much to Kansas and to Kansas State, let's be honest, because Kansas State, this means something to them because they had something to play for on the line on Saturday in the Sunflower Showdown. If they beat Kansas on Saturday, that would put them in to the Big 12 championship game. And with a win in the Big 12 championship game, that would put them maybe not in the college football playoff, likely not in the college football playoff, but it would put them in a New Year's Six Bowl game automatically. So they'd get into the Fiesta Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, one of those big bowl games that every college football team is aspiring to get to year in and year out if you can't make it into the college football playoff. So a lot on the line for Kansas State, even more so than KU this year. But KU, with a win on Saturday, would have guaranteed themselves a winning record on the season. Yes, they were already bowl eligible. They already got their sixth win when they beat Oklahoma State uh, a few weeks back. But they were playing for a winning record. They were playing for pride. They were playing for uh, getting back on the right track in this series. And many were hoping that this rivalry game would see a renewed sense of of. Really, rivalry. The rivalry game needed a rivalry, and you can really only get that truly when you have both teams winning the game during the series. And it's just been a lopsided uh, series with Kansas State having the advantage over the past several years. So this was definitely a game that I could have seen going either way. Kansas State was an 11-point favorite going into the game, but... I could have seen Kansas going into Kansas State, uh, going into Manhattan, and upsetting Kansas State on senior night in front of their home fans, spoiling the Big 12 championship bid. I could have seen all that taking place. However, the Wildcats had something to say about that. And yes, it was rainy. Yes, there was some mistakes that happened due to the weather, but that, that could be said for both teams. Uh, but you, you think about what happened the week before in Texas and Kansas during Kansas' senior night at David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium, Bijan Robinson rushing for 243 yards and four touchdowns. 
It was the first time all season that KU had been blown out. Every other game had been close this year for KU in their losses. Um, six wins, of course, so they were already bowl eligible. But when when we saw what Bijan Robinson did to the Kansas defense, you know that Deuce Vaughn, Kansas State's running back, had to be licking his chops, had to be so excited to play against this Kansas defense. And, yeah, that that's exactly what Kansas State wanted to do, especially with uh, the, the weather. They wanted to ground and pound, and that's exactly what happened. Deuce Vaughn finished the game with 147 yards on 25 carries, got a touchdown in the third quarter. But starting the game, uh, this is – the defense actually started the game on solid footing. They got a three and out to start the game. That's exactly how you want to start the game. If you're kicking off in the first half, you get the three and out, get the ball back, go down and score, get ahead of the game. That's that's ideally what you want to do, and then you get the ball to start the second half. Okay, you got the three and out. Then what happened after that, a special teams error a muffed punt deep in their own territory. The Wildcats recover it. They score two plays later. It was unfortunate, but it happened. K-State goes up 7-0. You're thinking, all right, that was bad, but they can recover. They can get back into it. They're fine. 7-0, no big deal. Just don't have anything like that happen again the rest of the game. Well, Jayhawks go down and score seven points. Make it 7-7. All right. We could deal with that. 7-7 tie. But then the Wildcats start running the ball. Then they start passing the ball. Then they start running the ball again. Pretty soon, they run up to a double-digit lead at the end of the first quarter. It's 23-7 at the end of the first quarter. And as a Kansas fan, you're sitting there, what just happened? Yes, we muffed the punt, but we recovered. We got to the 7-7 tie. And then the defense melted down just like they did the week before against Texas. What happened? We there was plenty of things that could have the defense could have done differently. But again, it was the running game setting up the passing game, going back to the running game. Kansas State was mixing and matching. Great game plan by the Wildcat offense after that first series. Kansas State leading 23-7 at the end of the first quarter. But in the second quarter. The Jayhawks did their best to keep it a game. They rode Devin Neal in the second quarter, which is what they should have been doing all game. Devin Neal gets two touchdowns in the second quarter. Devin Neal finishes the game with 80 yards rushing. Uh, I still think they could have used Devin Neal a little bit more in this game. But the Jayhawks cut it, cut the lead down to within nine points at halftime. It was 30-21 at halftime. The defense only allowed one touchdown in the second quarter, 30-21 to 21 at halftime, but that's as close as Kansas would get again in that game. The Wildcats uh, come out in the third quarter. Deuce Vaughn gets his touchdown to start the second half. 37-21 lead for the Wildcats. Jalen Daniels started the game again for the Jayhawks, second week in a row, back after the injury. Jalen Daniels looked a lot better this week against Kansas State than he did against Texas. He used his legs. He got involved in the running game a little bit more, and that's when the Jayhawks' offense really can take off, and that's when the Jayhawks' offense can look special. So Jalen Daniels was back in there. He was looking better, a lot better this week than he did last week. Got the touchdown right before 
or for, actually it was right when at the start of the fourth quarter. It was 37-21 at the end of the third quarter. Jalen Daniels gets his touchdown right at the beginning of the fourth quarter, down by 10 points, and Kansas goes for two. You're thinking, all right, if they can get this two-point conversion there, it's a one-score game. It'll be an eight-point game if they can get this two-point conversion. Unfortunately, it was a failed two-point conversion attempt. Couldn't cut it to a one-score game, and KU couldn't get any closer than that the rest of the game. The Wildcats finished the game on a 10-0 run, winning the game 47-27. And yes, I look back at that muffed punt at the beginning of the game. That's seven points right there. I didn't even mention the safety in the first quarter. There was a holding call in the end zone. That's nine points in the first quarter given to the Kansas State Wildcats. In the end, maybe it doesn't make the full difference since Kansas State wins by 20 points, but there was momentum in both of those plays. After the safety, Kansas State went down and scored another touchdown there in the first quarter. So I guess you could say 16 points of that was due to turnovers. And that's just unfortunate for the Kansas Jayhawks. They played a decent game. They still end up losing by 20 because of the turnovers. And now they can look forward to their first bowl game in 14 years. Yeah, the Sunflower Showdown didn't go how you wanted it to. You didn't win as many games down the stretch as you wanted to. You still got to that six wins. You still got to bowl eligibility, and now you can look forward to your first bowl game in 14 years. Still waiting to see who Kansas is going to play in their bowl game. The bowl projections keep flying in. They do. You can go to any of the sports websites and see bowl projections out there. I recommend going to heartlandcollegesports.com. See all the bowl projections up there. But... There is one bowl that I think stands out more than the others, and this is why. When I was covering the Kansas game against Texas a couple of weeks ago, the Liberty Bowl was being promoted in the press box. They had pamphlets promoting the Liberty Bowl right there in the press box at David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium. And right there on the pamphlet, it says it's a matchup that's going to feature a Big 12 team and an SEC team. So it's the Liberty Bowl. You're thinking, all right, Kansas has six wins. They're bowl eligible. They could be invited to the Liberty Bowl. Liberty Bowl going to be played in Memphis, Tennessee on December 28th, 4.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, ESPN. It's going to be a featured game on that day. And you know what? The stars started to align this past weekend. And here's why. Yes, Kansas was bowl eligible a couple weeks ago. But you know who wasn't bowl eligible yet? Our old friends over there across the border in Missouri. Nope. They had to win against Arkansas. They had to upset Arkansas in the last week of the season, rivalry week, in order to become bowl eligible. And you know what? Our friends over there in Missouri, they did it. They beat Arkansas in a close game, by the way. But they won. They became bowl eligible. And you know what? They just happen to be in the SEC. So, yeah, the Liberty Bowl is featuring a Big 12 team and an SEC team. Missouri becomes bowl eligible. Kansas has been bowl eligible for a few weeks now. All that to say, now's the time 
if you're the Liberty Bowl and the powers that be who make the decisions for the Liberty Bowl, you're sending an invitation to Kansas. You're sending an invitation to Missouri. You're making the border war happen in the Liberty Bowl in 2022. That's what you got to do. If you're the Liberty Bowl, you got to make sure it's Kansas versus Missouri. It would be a fantastic matchup. Not only are both teams 6 and 6, not only are both teams uh hoping to be have a winning record. This would be for bragging rights. This would be for winning record rights. This would be for potential recruiting rights. For those kids in Kansas City maybe thinking maybe I should go to Mizzou, maybe I should go to KU, kind of on the fence between these two teams. Maybe a Liberty Bowl winner could get some of these recruits to come to your school. Now, here's another interesting fact. The Kansas and Missouri basketball rivalry was renewed last year, and they're playing in Columbia, Missouri on December 10th. That's just a side note. KU versus Mizzou in basketball on December 10th. So what if you know that that's coming up on December 10th, KU versus Mizzou in basketball, and then you find out during the college football bowl show where they're going to be listing all the bowl games, who's going to be going to what game, right after the college football playoff show, which is this Sunday, December 5th, 11 a.m. Central Time. We're going to be finding out who's playing the college football playoff. We're going to be finding out who's going to which bowl. What if you find out this Sunday, December 5th, that it's Kansas and Missouri playing in the Liberty Bowl? Right before you know that Kansas and Missouri are going to be playing in basketball on December 10th. That would be an absolutely fantastic week for sports in the area. KU versus Mizzou, rivalry renewed. This would be the first time that these two football teams would play since Mizzou abandoned the Big 12 Conference in 2011. Now, Mizzou owns the series advantage, 57-54. to There have been nine ties in the series. But it would be a fantastic way to renew the Border War series in a bowl game, in the Liberty Bowl. The Liberty Bowl can make it happen. And here's another fun fact for those of you who didn't know. I know most of you probably did if you're listening to this podcast. Maybe not if you haven't been tuned into big or uh, to KU football in the last few years. But KU did announce that there's going to be four games between KU and Mizzou coming up. The Border War is going to pick back up in a home-and-home series, four games, two home games for each team, starting September 6, 2025 in Columbia, Missouri. Then, on September 12th, 2026, they're going to be playing a game in Lawrence, Kansas. Then the Border War rivalry game will pick back up on September 6th, 2031. They're going to be in Columbia, Missouri. Then back to Lawrence again, September 11th, 2032. So that is just, could be a sneak preview of the Border War that's set to come. Obviously, a decade away. You're not sure what these two teams are going to look like in a decade. But if we could see a border war preview in the Liberty Bowl, I think that would be fantastic. You can sell out the Liberty Bowl. Maybe not sell it out. I know bowl games don't sell out these days. But get a huge crowd out there. It would be a moneymaker for both schools. It would be a moneymaker for the Liberty Bowl. And that's something that should happen. Liberty Bowl, powers that be, if you're listening to this podcast right now, make it happen. Do the right thing. And make it happen, Kansas versus Missouri, in the Liberty Bowl. Let's make it happen. All right, now we got some basketball to talk about. 
That's right. KU Hoops back at it again this past week. They played in the battle for Atlantis over Thanksgiving. Started out really good there in the battle for Atlantis. It was uh, Grady Dick hitting his first four three-pointers in that game. Looking really solid. Ended up with 25 points in that game. Uh, nice opening round win against NC State, winning at 70-64. to 64. Uh, It's always good when Grady Dick's hot from behind the arc because that's how you know you're going to have a good game. Uh, J- Jalen Wilson having a great season. Uh, scored, I think he scored 20 or more points in seven of their eight games so far. So Jalen Wilson, Grady Dick, they're going to be leading the way in the scoring for KU this year. Fantastic opening game against North Carolina State. And then the next game, this was the game that I had a lot of fun watching on Thanksgiving Day. It was... Wisconsin. Wisconsin won their game, so it was KU versus Wisconsin. And you know what happened? You know what happened? This was actually on Black Friday. This was this was the day. No, this was on Thanksgiving. I'm getting my days confused because it was a holiday. Yeah, this was the Thanksgiving Day game between Kansas and Wisconsin. It ended up going into overtime. Fantastic back-and-forth matchup. KU losing by a point going into the final minute of the game, getting down to the final seconds. They're trying to set up a play. Well, what what Bill Self did not draw up was a long three-pointer from Zach Clements. That's for sure. But that's exactly what happened. Zach Clements pulls up from well beyond college range, likely well beyond NBA range, tries to drain a three when they're only down by a point. Well, he missed it. Jalen Wilson goes up with two Wisconsin players trying to get the rebound, tips it straight in the air. Bobby Pettiford comes out of nowhere, grabs the ball in the air, makes the most athletic running layup that I've ever seen off of a rebound bounce. And Bobby Pettiford makes the shot and gives KU a one-point lead with less than a second to go in the game. I would say it's a buzzer beater. But there was still .4 seconds left on the clock. Wisconsin threw the ball in, tried to throw a Hail Mary shot. Didn't work out. KU wins by one point against Wisconsin. Fantastic game. Probably the best college basketball game of the year so far. I know there's been several good overtime games, but that was absolutely fantastic. Then, unfortunately, in the championship game on Friday night, Tennessee just absolutely dominated the defensive end of the floor. Uh, won the game 64-50. to 50. That's right, KU only scored 50 points that game. Uh, KU couldn't hit anything. Dewan Harris got into foul trouble early. Uh, ended up fouling out of the game with about 10 minutes left in the game. Just an absolutely dreadful performance from KU. They'll learn from it. They'll bounce back from it. But made it to the championship game in the Battle for Atlantis tournament. Lost to Tennessee 64-50. But that's all right. They'll learn from that game. They'll move on from it. And they did move on from it. In fact, they played Texas Southern on Monday night. They beat them 87-55. Jalen Wilson led the way and dominated that game with another 20-point performance. And uh, leading the way to a K- KU's record is now 7-1 and on the season. So fantastic job by Kansas basketball overall over the past week. Uh, got three wins in four games. And now they're setting up for their next game against Seton Hall. 
uh, in the Big East versus Big 12 Challenge. That game is on Thursday night, December 1st. Home game in Lawrence, Kansas at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, so that'll be the next game for KU Hoops. And that about does it for today's episode. You can always get at me on Twitter at Talker. Let me know what's going on. We can keep the conversation going at Mark the Overseer as well. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Check out my latest article up there at heartlandcollegesports.com. Just posted. You can see... Uh, my thoughts on the the Sunflower Showdown. You can see my thoughts on why I think KU and Mizzou should be playing in the Liberty Bowl. All that up there at heartlandcollegesports.com. Next week, we're going to be talking about the bowl games. We're going to uh, see which bowl game KU is going to be playing in. We'll have all that information for you, plus the Border Showdown. Hopefully, we'll be talking about the Border Showdown in football, but also the Border Showdown in basketball coming up as well. So we'll get to that next week on the Jayhawker Talker podcast. Until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.